This is Frank Goss with Vintage Broadcasting. Thank you for joining us as we consider the history and the situation of public education in the United States of America today. Our series is entitled, John Dewey's Dumbing Down of the American Mind. The more I read, the more it's becoming so ludicrous to see what men are trying to do with other men. Nations are doing everything they can to control other nations and Groups of men, wealthy, elite men, are seeking to control the masses. It's amazing. Four years ago, the Trump administration, along with the Israeli government, both announced that they would be exiting UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, due to anti-Semitism and widespread corruption. They're getting out of it. Also, a host of other concerns were cited as well. Today, the extremism within UNESCO has gone, grown far more powerful, and the issues of corruption have yet to be addressed, as well as significant communist Chinese influence over the UN's educational agency. There are growing signs that the Biden administration and the Israeli authorities are getting ready to overlook all of these indiscretions and begin contributing once more. Benjamin Netanyahu has recently been voted out as Israeli's prime minister, and Trump has been put out of office as well. So now we have the radical liberals, the communists, the Marxists, the progressives in charge, and they're moving post-haste to do what they need to do. Again, we get a clear view of how politicians brush aside established law in order to achieve what they have in mind. The Constitution is no longer a guide, but an obstacle. It's not a rule of law that serves as a light to our government, but a grouping of suggestions. That is to say that the laws that restrict you and I holds no power over the Washington elites, most recently depicted by the administrations of Barack Obama and Joe Biden. U.S. law forbids USA participation in UNESCO, and this comes in spite of the administration being warned that UNESCO is beyond repair. It is an established communist organization which is run by the CCP and has a long record of undermining American principles as key concerns. It has been said that, the, that Trump promoted the MAGA movement, Make America Great Again. Biden, in an effort to copy Trump, is following his predecessor Barack Obama with the HAA movement, Humiliate America again. The radical left has taken over the U.S. State Department, lock, stock, and barrel, and they are moving as fast as they can to strip America of all of her glory. Nikki Haley said, When President Reagan withdrew from UNESCO, he let the public know that U.S. taxpayers should no longer be on the hook to pay for policies that are hostile to our own values as a nation and make a mockery of justice and common sense. Today, Obama and Biden have no true sense of American value, and they fail to understand the issues of character. Trump seemed to have America as a nation at heart. Obama and Biden, well, they have a new world order in mind, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. For years, American officials have made many, many efforts to clamp down on conspiracy theories and misinformation. In fact, the United States has been leading the charge on a global scale. As recent as March of 2022, Biden sought to institute a disinformation governance board. Public reaction was outrage. It didn't take long for this idea to be shelved, if it was indeed shelved, 
many times what they tend to do is just rename a program, bury it under a couple of levels of bureaucracy, and continue on. Dr. Anthony Fauci has chimed in by telling America, What we're dealing with now is just a distortion of reality. Conspiracy theories, which don't make any sense at all, pushing back on the sound public health measures, making it look like trying to save lives is encroaching on people's freedom. It's being proven now that Dr. Fauci was pretty much in bed with the Wuhan laboratory in China and uh, helped fund gain-of-function research, which served to develop the COVID-19 virus. He became a very wealthy man. The effort to curb conspiracy theories includes urging citizens to post links to fact-checking services and even report journalists who may be engaging in conspiracy theorizing to your local or national press council or press ombudsperson. In other words, our government is recruiting volunteers who are willing to rat out their friends and neighbors over a difference of opinion. In an October 2020 World Economic Forum podcast on seeking a cure for the infodemic, UN Global Communications Chief Melissa Fleming boasts of having enlisted over 100,000 volunteers to amplify the UN's views and squelch competitive narratives. So far, she says, we've recruited 110,000 information volunteers, and we equip these with information of all kinds. We fill them with knowledge on how to recognize misinformation and how it spreads. We ask them to serve as a kind of digital first responder in those places where misinformation travels. The UN Communications Chief has let us know these things. The revelation came after years of UN and governmental effort to quash what it describes as extremism, misinformation, and more on the Internet. In 2016, the UN Security Council launched a framework to fight extremism online on the heels of a program from the previous year to battle ideologies that could lead to violence. But the fresh UNESCO efforts in education signal a dramatic escalation in the battle, especially in targeting small, young, innocent-minded schoolchildren. Educational venues and elementary schools are at the center of this new UNESCO plan to combat conspiracy theories. The fight against conspiracy theories and the anti-Semitic and racist ideologies they often convey begins at school. Yet teachers worldwide lack the adequate training, said UNESCO Director General Audrey Azoulay, concerning the new effort. This is why today UNESCO is launching a practical guide for educators so they can better teach students how to identify and debunk conspiracy theories. Audrey Azoulay was raised in a radical left-wing family by her own admission and is a member of the Socialist Party of France. So guess which way she is going to be leading our children? There is very little hope that UNESCO will be serving as a beacon of freedom or a light in the darkness. Since its inception, this has been a socialist-communist institution. Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump both withdrew American participation in this organization for a reason. However, the United States contributes about 22% of UNESCO's annual budget, $73 million annually as of 2013. It's also important to note that UNESCO is considered to be the propaganda department of the Socialist International. Their mission statement is entitled, The New International Information and Communication Order, which helps explain that UNESCO is seeking to establish censorship and political correctness on a global scale. 
Beyond working through education, the UN agency also hopes to expand its efforts to combat the spread of what it refers to as conspiracy theories in the realms of press and social media. This builds on the wider work we're doing to strengthen media and information literacy to better prepare learners to navigate the world of algorithms, artificial intelligence, and invasive data collection. Azoulay, who served in the French government as a member of the Socialist Party before taking over the United Nations Education Organization, let us in on these things. The UN strategy for fighting conspiracy theories in, in education lists a number of major objectives for educators. Among these include teachers teaching how to identify and dismantle conspiracy theory, how to develop students' resilience to conspiracy theory, and how to tell the difference between a real conspiracy and a conspiracy theory. This will require a great deal of discernment by government agencies. This discernment will be filtered down through the socialist ideology of those in charge. One of the ways offered for educators to determine the veracity of information is to check fact-checking services which have come under repeated criticism in recent years for being highly politicized, extremely biased, and often inaccurate. Many of the services are funded by individuals such as billionaire founder of Microsoft, Bill Gates, who UNESCO says are frequently the target of wrongful and harmful conspiracy theories. And of course, you have George Soros. The document also contains multiple strategies for combating conspiracy theories. To fight harmful information among students, for example, UNESCO urges teachers to engage in what the agency describes as pre-bunking. Pre-bunking is also sometimes called inoculation, as the report reads. Psychologists have proven that weakened forms of harmful information, carefully introduced and framed, can help to strengthen the resilience against wider harmful messages, much like a vaccine. When students believe in ideas because of parental influence, teachers are instructed to seek help from school officials and consider a mediated conversation with the parents. In other words, parents, you no longer will have the right to teach your child according to your beliefs and convictions. Should you do this, a conversation will be held, and you will be forced to give certain answers. If a student were to express concern about the COVID-19 vaccine, teachers are instructed to state that the vaccine has been scientifically proven to be safe, and that it is important to get vaccinated to curb the pandemic. These two statements have already been debunked and proven to be false. The vaccines have been proven to be of no value in stopping the spread of COVID-19. But facts must not be allowed to interrupt the conversation. Confusion invites chaos and dissent. It was not immediately clear whether the relevant section of the UNESCO document was written for public health authorities in the United States and around the world. However, they began acknowledging that COVID-19 injections definitely do not prevent infection from or transmission of the CCP virus that caused COVID-19. This should be a family matter. In some cases where conspiracy theories involve alleged hate or discrimination, teachers are urged to consider reporting students to safeguarding authorities or safeguarding officers. Now this is an ambiguous term with a broad stroke. These conspiracy theories have yet to be defined. So who's going to be left to define what they are? Well, what is a conspiracy theory? Let's see. The document provided, titled Addressing Conspiracy Theories, What Teachers Need to Know, 
defines a conspiracy theory as the belief that events are being secretly manipulated by powerful forces with negative intent. Typically, conspiracy theories involved an imagined group of conspirators colluding to implement an alleged secret plot, like the Jekyll Island crew, or the Federal Reserve and the Great Depression, or even the Gulf of Tonkin incident with Johnson and McNamara. Imagine that. Each event was whispered as if it were indeed conspiracy theory, but time proved that these whispers were not conspiratorial notions, but were indeed factual occurrences. The UNESCO report moves on to offer warnings about and definitions for misinformation, disinformation, hate speech, and fake news. Apparently, UNESCO has a panel or a committee established to define what is misinformation, disinformation, hate speech, and fake news. One term that is not defined in the document, however, is the word conspiracy itself. Most dictionaries define it as an illegal or immoral plot carried out in secret involving two or more individuals. State and federal law enforcement authorities charge large numbers of people with crime of conspiracy each year. In its short guide for telling the difference between real conspiracies and mere theories, the UN report divides the thinking into two broad categories. The first, dubbed conventional thinking in the UNESCO document, uses Watergate as an example of a real conspiracy uncovered by following evidence and having healthy skepticism. The other mode of thinking, labeled conspiratorial thinking, features a birds-aren't-real theory that concludes birds are robots spying on people and governments create replica eggs to cover it all up. This conclusion is reached as a result of overriding suspicion and over-interpreting evidence. In the real world, experts say the line between conspiracy theory and conspiracy fact is far less obvious. According to a 2020 YouGov Cambridge globalism poll cited in the UNESCO document, strong majorities believe in overreaching conspiracy theories in many nations. Almost 8 in 10 Nigerians, for example, said that they believe in a single group of people who control world events. Almost 6 out of 10 Mexicans, 56% of Greeks, and 55% of Egyptians believe in the same thing. One of the reports at the center of the new UNESCO effort, the Conspiracy Theory Handbook by Stephen Lewandowski and John Cook, also acknowledges that conspiracies exist and are not uncommon. Real conspiracies do indeed exist, the report admits at the start of the booklet. Volkswagen a few years ago, conspired to cheat emissions tests for their diesel engines. The U.S. National Security Agency secretly spied on civilian Internet users. The tobacco industry deceived the public about harmful health effects of smoking, having full knowledge that smoking cigarettes caused cancer. We know about all these conspiracies through internal industry documents, government investigations, or whistleblowers. Facts tend to declare the truth. Facts tend to rise to the top and people try to suppress the facts, there is the conspiracy. What happens, however, is that the government, as well as industry, working in collaboration to cover up facts, particularly when there is a great deal of money involved. The United Nations documents also outline various reasons why people believe in conspiracy theories. These include feelings of powerlessness, coping mechanisms for handling uncertainty, or seeking to claim minority status. 
UNESCO overlooks the empirical data that is provided, proving that, that conspiracy is more than just an opinion formed by a group of anxious, downtrodden individuals. Evidence in the UNESCO document is not listed as a reason why people might believe in the conspiracy theory. One of the case studies listed in the UNESCO document refers to Mickey Willis's documentary, Plandemic. Among other points, the film and the experts who are interviewed within that movie argue that COVID-19 may have been created in a laboratory for sinister purposes. Reached by the Epoch Times, Willis slammed the United Nations and its effort to indoctrinate people. When I hear that the UN is now directing its indoctrination towards teachers, I become concerned about the well-being of our future. Adding that the UN's attack on conspiracy theories was an effort to stop and stifle, perhaps reform the truth. The fact that they continue to use my film series as an example of what they're fighting against says everything that we need to know, continued Willis, saying the vast majority of scientists now agree with the key points in my film, and yet propagandists keep trying to perpetrate the lies. Multiple experts in the field of propaganda warned that the UNESCO effort was a major threat to free expression. Organization for Propaganda Studies co-director Pierce Robinson said these kinds of developments are extremely dangerous. Basic principles of freedom of expression remind us that because we can never be sure who is right and who is wrong, all ideas and arguments need to be elevated through a process of rational scrutiny and debate, Robinson told the Epoch Times. Censoring arguments and opinions believed to be wrong means that we risk censoring truth as well. Explaining that these dangers have long been understood, Robinson quoted the great 19th century British philosopher John Stuart Mill. First, the opinion which is attempted to suppress by authority may possibly be true. Those who desire to suppress it, of course, deny that it is indeed true. But they are not infallible, Mill said. All silencing of discussion is an assumption of infallibility. I am right, and everybody else is wrong. Robinson, who also serves as co-director of Propaganda in Focus and sits on the Executive Committee of Pandemics, Data, and Analytics, also cautioned that powerful actors with large budgets would likely be involved in deciding what is true and what is not true. This means allowing powerful actors to define reality and, as history shows it, they will define reality in a way that best serves their own interests, he said. This is all contradictory to democracy. And, of course, the reason why freedom of expression is understood to be so important. We must be free to scrutinize and criticize those in power in order to guard against tyranny, lies, and an abuse of power. Robinson also blasted the use of the term conspiracy theory as deeply problematic, saying it was a term often used to shut down discussion on serious issues and questions about powerful actors. By powerful actors, we're talking about those who sit in seats of power throughout the world. If we value democracy and the ideas of freedom of expression and rational debate, UNESCO could do useful work on helping people of the world to think for themselves and develop their own critical skills, he concluded. They should not be in the business of telling people what to think and how to think it. Another expert on propaganda environmental political theory is Professor Tim Hayward at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland. 
He also warned that efforts to demonize and silence conspiracy theory was really an effort to pathologize dissent and inconvenient lines of questioning, to silence the people. Instead of reasoned arguments put forward by critics and dissidents being met with proper consideration and rebuttal, they're just dismissed out of hand, and the critics themselves are smeared with the name of conspiracy theorists, warned Hayward, who has written a number of peer-reviewed academic papers on the subject in recent years. Worse, of course, is that the general denigration of dissent is used to whip up moral panic about disinformation and to try and justify increased censorship. Hayward views this focus on education to combat conspiracy theorists as particularly disconcerting. It is truly worrying when those responsible for the strategic communications challenged by dissidents get to infiltrate education systems and implant prejudice in the minds of the children in favor of official stories which are only official because they're backed by some political authority rather than the actual epistemic authority. While Hayward cautioned that he was not necessarily accusing UNESCO of doing this, he warned that the organization and its programs needed to be watched very carefully as this was a troubling trend. It would be far better to teach children the fundamentals of critical reasoning so they can detect falsehoods on their own, he told the Epoch Times. You cannot reasonably identify disinformation or reject a conspiracy theory unless you have a robust and defensible grip on what is reliable information, he said, calling for logical thinking and broad-based knowledge to help people guard against disinformation from adversaries or even their own leaders. That should be the focus of education. The fresh push to quash misinformation and conspiracy theories online comes as the United States Center for Disease Control and Prevention CDC, and other federal agencies increasingly admit that much of what has been labeled false during the pandemic actually has turned out to be true and factual. For instance, today, the CDC admits that COVID-19 vaccines do not, and I want to repeat that, the CDC admits that COVID-19 vaccines do not prevent infection or transmission an idea that was suggested early on during the pandemic, but was censored by multiple social media companies who relied on the government as misinformation as recently as a few months ago. Also widely acknowledged by federal officials today is that the Chinese Communist Party virus may have in fact been created through gain-of-function research taking place at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Communist China. This, too, was blocked, censored, and, lab and labeled as misinformation. The fact that Anthony Fauci was giving funding to this organization also has been denied vociferously. However, the proof is in there, and it is coming out. Alleged conspiracy theories have been ultimately proven correct is hardly a new phenomenon. Just this summer, Reader's Digest published a list of 12 conspiracy theories that actually turned out to be true. The list includes everything from CIA mind control programs and government spying to tobacco companies conspiring to hide negative health effects of their product. Despite the escalating UN concern about conspiracy theories and the claims that they are proliferating at an unprecedented rate, new research by the University of Miami suggests that is simply not true. Critics, though, have repeatedly raised concern about UNESCO's leadership and even those behind the new effort, including a number of individuals from autocratic nations with ties to dictatorial regimes. 
There are numerous Chinese communists embedded in the agency's senior leadership, such as Ku Xing, who serves as deputy director general of the agency. The agency itself has been regularly condemned for extremism by United States authorities, including by Ronald Reagan administration when it withdrew from UNESCO. The Trump administration ended U.S. membership in the controversial U.N. organization in 2018, citing anti-Semitism, hostility to fundamental American values, and other concerns. However, as reported by the Epoch Times, the Biden administration is seeking ways to circumvent federal statutes barring U.S. re-engagement in the global organization. None of the press officers, media liaisons, or spokesperson for UNESCO responded to requests in order to verify the claims. So here we have the fact that we have a global organization seeking to manipulate the thinking of nations surrounding us. Now, how should we respond to these things? Our series is entitled, John Dewey's Dumbing Down of the American Mind. This production has been written, researched, produced, and edited by Vintage Broadcasting. We're working to provide you, our listener, with factual information that will provide a historical understanding of events that have brought us to where we find ourselves today. We hope this series is beneficial and helps you in your discernment, awareness, and appreciation of specific details, and that it serves to stimulate your thinking regarding the critical days which we are confronting. We thank you for your time and consideration. You are well appreciated.